Welcome to the White Holtz Podcast. Today is December 9th, 2019. Um, on the show today, um, I don't have Will with me. He's still in Houston. Hopefully get it, we'll get him back sooner or later. Um, we'll talk about USC. That's something that I haven't... College football is not something I've talked about since probably August. Um... um And, um, so there's a lot to get to there. Um, there is a lot of NBA stuff to get to. Talk about the New York Knicks, the Houston Rockets, the Lakers, the Clippers, some other things. But I want to start with USC. Because that's something that I've been absolutely waiting, chopping at the bit to talk about. Um, so, last week, USC's newly hired athletic director, Mike Bone, announced late last week that he, that he has retained Clay Hilton. And I think, to everyone's surprise, I don't think anybody here in LA thought that was going to happen. I don't think any. I, th- I don't think anyone nationally thought it was going to happen. Because you got to remember something. We were a few weeks ago. We were talking about what if Urban Meyer left Fox and replaced Clay. So for this to happen, is a for this decision to go down, is a big shock in the gut um, to. USC fans everywhere. And UCLA fans, and I know some, who are incredibly happy about this news. Because here's what Clay Helton gets you, okay? Here, here, here's, the, here's what rubs me the wrong way about it, okay? This is not a football decision, okay? This is a decision that is not a football decision. This is a decision that is based upon the rest of the school. And let me tell you something. I don't think anybody in the athletic department, I don't think the players should give a shit or have to care about the doctor and the, and the admission scandal and all this shit. I don't think any, do, I don't think any, any football player at USC should care about that or should have to. And the reason is is that the reason I give for that is that's the reason he gave. Okay? You'll hear people talk about who are not USC fans. You'll hear people talk about um, how great it is to be a stable program and blah, 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 and that they've hired too many coaches let them go too fast and blah, 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 blah. But let me tell you something, though. Okay? Doesn't, it's not stable if you don't win, okay? USC football is a is a is a big deal. It was even a bigger deal at one point in time. I remember I started watching and watching USC football back in two thousand one when Pete Carroll came, and they had a really hard time out of the box with Pete Carroll. 
And so many people are trying to get rid of him by year one. Okay? And so he he won. He, he got Matt Leinert and um, Reggie Bush, Lindell Wyatt, Brian Cushing. They, they helped USC to get to prominence. And a lot of people were upset when the Pete Carroll hire was announced because he had because if because he had it's coming off of two failed NFL coaching stops the Patriots and the Jets and it is it is assumed that if you get that if you fail at the NFL level you come back to college, it's a downgrade. If that's what it's presumed. So, that's what people think. Okay? So, people were very concerned about this, about that hire. People were very concerned about it. And I understand why. I get why. I entirely understand why. This is not... Mike Bone and Carol Fulton have lost the, the the ability to understand. I don't know if they ever had it. Maybe they they haven't even been on this been been here at USC long enough to have lost the ability. They probably just never had it. Um, so, in my opinion, they don't understand what gives USC money. Okay, is boosters. And what is the thing that what is the what is one of them what is the thing that boosters um, are given when they give a certain amount of money? On almost any school across the uh, Division One school across the country, both um, whatever at 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 any top at any Power Five conference school. What are donors given? When you give a certain amount of money, what are you given? Usually you are given, nine times out of ten, you are given football tickets. And the question I have for anyone is, and this is an obvious answer, does anyone, does will anyone take these tickets now? And I say a very select few. Because we were selling people the idea that Clay, that, that Urban Meyer was going to come and replace Clay. We were selling people on the argument. Were we wrong for doing that? Who knows? Who knows? At the time, no, but now, obviously, right? And I believe that they just didn't want they just didn't want to deal with it they wanted they want to keep everything on the on, they want to keep everything laid back and low key and the problem with that is that that doesn't win you anything at the college or pro level gets you gets you gets you nothing in my ends in my counter argument to this is they can keep Andy Enfield because by all accounts the basketball program doesn't drive the university by all accounts. So they can keep Andy Enfield 
and and it's not as big of a deal, okay? But keeping Clay Helton as the football coach is a bigger deal. Everybody knows that. Keeping Clay Helton as the football coach is a problem. And it's not just a football problem. It is going to be a big problem down the line for the university, and it is right now, at this time. Some people would say, well, they made it to the Holiday Bowl yesterday. They made it to a bowl game. And my answer to that is, I don't care. Because Iowa makes, they're playing Iowa in the Holiday Bowl. The end of the month. I think it's the 28th or something. Or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not really sure. And they, they're playing Iowa at the, San, at, the, at the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. And my mom and my dad went to law school at Iowa. So I have watched Iowa football my entire life. Not as much this year because I've been really, really busy this year. Um, but, so, this game in at my house has a totally different meaning, okay? This game at my house is an, enti- is an entirely different thing. And so, but it doesn't mean, this game doesn't mean anything. Because Iowa gets a bowl every year. Because they win an average of seven games a year, okay? And they don't, and they don't plan, and they don't plan on ever getting rid of Kurt uh, Kurt Ferentz. They don't plan on it. You know why? Because... Iowa has a different expectation. Their expectation at Iowa every year is that you become bowl eligible. The expectation at USC is that you're in the playoff year after year after year. That is the expectation. Is it lofty? Yes. But that's what USC fans that's what USC fans expect. Is it wrong? No. As a fan, you're entirely that's your right as a fan to expect those things. That is your right. And you deserve the right to have a winning program. But there are there are people and I am this I, I believe this too, that their program as they know it has been taken from them. There are people who believe that the USC program, football program as they know it, has been taken from them. And so people who feel that way have a little question to ask themselves. If they're season ticket holders, do I keep my membership? And a lot, a lot of people have answered that question for us. And the answer that they have given us is no. And that's a big issue for the university going forward. If you keep him, you are going to lose... A lot of season ticket holders. But you know what? It's not for the reason that you're thinking of. It's the reason. It's for It's for this reason only. They're going to be a seven-win team every single year. And at USC, that's not good enough. I have already said. I have already said. That they're playing Iowa in the Holiday Bowl. And at Iowa, it's okay. You know what? This is USC in Southern California. We're not the Iowa Hawkeyes, okay? 
we are we take things way more seriously than they do. In Iowa, they're laid back and they don't really care <laughs> about how their team does. Like they'll they'll watch Iowa basketball, Iowa football, even though we know what it is. It's mediocre shit. Everybody knows it. And every single year, they play this really, really weak ass beginning schedule, uh, non-conference schedule. And every year, everybody thinks that they're going. That, that everybody gets excited. And as the year goes on, the better the team, the better chance you have of losing. And that's exactly where USC is going. That's exactly what this decision, exactly this transfer, this this decision puts your team in right now. And that's not right. But on the other hand, I would put it to you this way: that USC. It's not been as important since the Rams moved here. And I would say that their big, the reason for their big, for their dominance in the early 2000s was because we didn't have pro football on Sundays here in L.A. for years. In L.A., pro football happened on Saturday. And that was, then they were known as the USC Trojans. I have friends who have told me that for years and years and years and years. And I wish that we had Will today so he could tell us how he was feeling. And hopefully we'll get him in the coming weeks. But I I need to explain is a Something that I think is the is the reason for this. One of the main reasons. Okay. Carol Folt does not care about football. She is the president of USC, who was hired like six months ago. She was the president at North Carolina when they were cheating and they were they were taking fake classes. Their basketball program was. She presided over that. And claimed she had no idea what anybody was talking about. So you look at this and you go, maybe she just does not understand athletics. Maybe she's my sister. Maybe she's my sister who um, who claims that you should stay in college for four years. And don't and you shouldn't care about playing sport if that's what you'd rather do. Her thing is school comes first, and she believes that athletes get three ride. And and you know what? Every every time she brings this up, I tell her she's wrong. She's more than wrong. She's crazy. But excuse me. But she's my sister, and I love her. But that's. That's what women believe. It's a it's a women's issue. It is a issue that women have when it comes to football in general. Okay, the Oakland Raiders are basic are moving move, are moving to Oakland are moving oh shit are moving to Las Vegas because. Their 
Mayor Libby Shaft, another female for you, does not understand football. Does not care. She believes that it's a that it's a sport that kills people and blah 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 blah, and that she doesn't want she doesn't want the city to have it, and she's made that entirely obvious that she doesn't want the t that her city to have football. And so, she's saying F you to the fans, and is hoping that the Raider, the, the, the Oakland fans will, will follow the team to Vegas next year. Here, here's the problem with that whole mindset. I would challenge her on this one thing. I would challenge her when it when when she talks about how um well I don't want football in my city. I would challenge her with that. And I would challenge her because her city needed money and she was she's she was not able to understand that the Raiders are a tax are your are make make your tourism base stronger because a lot of fans who are a lot of people a lot of Raider fans come from come here come to come from LA and they fly to Oakland every Sunday that's a thing okay now is Vegas that far no but my big thing is that that should have been avoided if you're going to do that that should have if you that should have been avoided okay if you didn't want to do that, then you should have done something to make it so that that wasn't to makes to make that not happen. Cause that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay. Um, and I know it's wrong. She knows it's wrong. But she obviously didn't because she did it. Um, and so that's that's the problem. Is that we have people making decisions who don't understand athletics. And maybe Mike Bone doesn't either. Well, I'll take that a step further. He's he he came from Cincinnati. Cincinnati is no USC, and we know that. And um, you know, I I just look at this, and it's just really disappointing because of the way that we the way that things were how where the way the way the, the report were going. I was thinking, you know. There, there's a real good chance he doesn't stay, and I was, and I was very convinced of it, and I just feel like I was shorted, I was duped, and I feel like a lot of fans all over LA feel that way right now. But I, but the one thing, the one thing that's different from now, one thing that's different today than it was in 2001, that there's pro football here in LA, and I will tell you. That matters more than you think. If there was, if there wasn't pro football here in LA, I do not think this decision would have been made. Because I feel like USC has lost its importance since then. I feel, I feel like this is their their importance has weakened and has lessened. And until. Um, until that's, until we find out if that's the case, then that's what I'm going to say.
you know, until I find out that that's the case, that's what I'm going with, okay? Because that just seems like the reason at this point. And it's, and it's a shame. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's very sad and it's very, it's very unfortunate. Because, and a lot of college football doesn't play well in big markets anyway. Because, look at the top four in the college football playoff. Look at the top four and, and tell me, um, tell me, and tell me what you think of that. Tell me, and tell me why. Look at the top four. You have Ohio State, um, you have LSU, no particular order, Georgia, Ohio State, oh, no, not Georgia, shit. You have Ohio State, LSU, and Oklahoma, and Clemson. Those are your top four. In any of those places, in any of those places, does um, college, does, is there a good pro team? Well, in the, the Saints, but, you know. I mean, that's about it, right? Because the Panthers aren't any good. Um, Oklahoma doesn't have any, and they doesn't have pro football. Um, South Carolina doesn't have pro football. Um, North Carolina doesn't have pro football. So it's just really what this is, and it's very, and it's always the same geographical area, year after year after year after year. The Pac-12 doesn't play well nationally anyway, regardless of the record of the teams. It doesn't matter, regardless of the team's record, because part of what it is is that. You have the Rose Bowl, okay? And part of the problem is, is that the Rose Bowl does not have... Part of the problem is that Ro the Rose Bowl does not have... Like, it doesn't mean as much as people want to believe it does. Because, especially since they've taken... Since since the playoff, they've they've never done a college football playoff national championship game at the Rose Bowl. They've never done one, and so people just don't care. And they've only done the Rose Bowl, the the semifinal there once, well, twice actually, twice they did it, or maybe once. I'm not sure. Don't remember. But I just know that it just every single year we notice. And it's very obvious that college football does not play well here on the West Coast, and we all know that. So I don't think anybody should be surprised at that. I just don't, um, because, or, 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 because it, and it, the championship game wasn't competitive and all sorts of things. Um, so that's it for college football. I've done my rant. Um, so, on Friday, the, um, on Friday, the New York Knicks, surprisingly, fired, unsurprisingly, fired, 
um, David Fisdale. No one is surprised by that. Um, and no one, no one is, because this has been in the new. This has been in the works for about two, maybe three weeks now. And the Knicks are in trouble. We know the Knicks are in trouble. And so, you know, if that's the that's the problem, the Knicks are in trouble. They they don't. Steve Mills and Scott Perry do not take responsibility for anything. Like, they just don't. Like, it just doesn't look right. It's just weird, you know? And, and if you don't take responsibility for yourself and for your, the situation you were put in, no one is going to do that for you. That's the problem with um, the Knicks. There's no, they don't take responsibility for anything. We know that, everybody does. And that's not gonna happen until the Knicks go, until the Knicks somehow go up for sale. Because James Dolan is not the guy who will say, well, you know, he's not the guy who's going to say whose fault, he's not gonna do that. He's not the guy who set who who wants to be at fault for anything, and he and it's the three of them, not not David Fisdale. It should be the three of them who should be at fault for the craziness, for the craziness that is going on. Um, it just seemed as if. That is not going to happen because they don't want to take responsibility for it. Um, but, I mean, I can understand why New York fans were upset. But I hear the thing. I don't think New York fans were upset enough. <laughs> this reminds this because remember, the Lakers went through a rebuilding we, we were rebuilt for six effing years. Okay? We were bad for six effing years. And and my my pushback was, I think the LA fans embraced it too much. I feel like the LA fans were so willing to be okay with it. They don't care. Like they they were they did not care. They the the Lakers the Mitch Kupchak and um, Jim Bush knew. They're the Lakers, and they're going to sell out games regardless if you're good or not. They knew that. They 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 knew that. And so if they knew that that was going to happen, so because of that, it made it very easy to to do it because they knew well you know we're not going to lose any money because you know we're the Lakers we're not going to lose any money, which I thought was bullshit. But, but, in so doing that, they were able to trade for Anthony Davis, and people say because of the rebuild. And, I, and I'll put it to you this way, in a very obvious term. The rebuild happened because they were too, because no one was coming here, 
and they didn't know what else to do. So they, so they decided to rebuild. That's what happened. Okay? That's really what happened. Okay? So, to me, the rebuild is... A rebuild is what happens when you don't know what you want. That's a rebuild for you right there. So I'll be right back. Uh, welcome back. Um, so the NBA season is in full swing, obviously, now. And we're about a month and a half in, pretty much. About a quarter the way through. Um, this is about the time where you start where you start to figure out who, what you got. And um, we know that the Lakers are good. We know that. There is no surprise. We know that they're good. We know that. Um, we know they're good. And we know that the Clippers are not what people think they are, at least right now. You know, I mean, it just looks so obvious right now as to something that people just don't understand. You know, if the Clippers continue to load manage Kawhi the way they are, you have to know what this is. Um, you have to know what this is going, what, it, what, this, what, this, is it, what this really is. And this is a team that everybody and their grandma said was good. Everybody said, oh, they're great, blah, 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 blah. But nobody was really able to tell you why. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because if I had it, if I have to give one, if I had to give a critique about the Clippers, it is, it is one more of other major things. They, have a team that's a good regular season team. I just don't think in the postseason that they're going to be that. That's not going to work too well for them because the team that they've that they've actually beaten and controlled. These are teams who are god awful. Okay, they have not yet beaten anybody who is all that good, other than maybe other than the Lakers and maybe. Excuse me, the Raptors for how sustainable that is. Who knows? It just seems—it seems it takes them so much. It takes them a lot to to beat somebody. And the Lakers have been on the road a lot, and they are going on a big five-game trip. They leave tomorrow. They go to it starts in Orlando on Wednesday night, and it just seems as if the Lakers are more in control. And they, when they win, they win big. They are very, very dominant. And the one thing is the um, the Clippers don't win in a dominant fashion unless the team is pure shit. Unless they're playing the Hawks. I was at that Hawks game when... Paul George went off and Kawhi didn't play. 
people act like that they're going to do that all year. And I'm like, no, because Kawhi's not going to play enough. They need Kawhi, and it doesn't matter when. You need him now. I don't care. People like, oh, well, they're just trying to pace themselves. But you know what? That'll come at a cost because then you're going to have to play the Lakers in the first round. You're going to get killed. I mean, essentially, that's what's happening. They don't, they don't, they're not paying attention to what will happen, but that's what's happening right now. That's really what's going to happen right now. I mean, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. We have, we have a situation where a team doesn't know. A team is, is playing it safe with a superstar and they're going to pay for it. That's what, that's what, that's what's going on right now. And they're going to pay for it. And it's not going to be good for them. And just watching them get absolutely killed night after night after night. That Milwaukee game was not an accident. That's that's what's going to happen when you play against a better team. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to get exposed. And, th- and there's no nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting your ass exposed. Because people were people were bullish on this Clipper team, and I was the one who said all this time, no, hold back. You got You got to let. You got to watch. You got to watch a couple games first before you get before you get to say that. And we've watched enough now. Now is the time to where we know whether or not you have something. Now we know, and. We know that the Clippers, that's not nearly as effective. It's not nearly as interesting to watch, is it? And it just feels like we know what's coming. It feels like what's coming is something that there's nothing wrong with admitting it and saying, oh, look, we were on. But I don't think anybody's going to because everybody in the everyone who you've talked to before the season starts was saying that Kawhi was gonna be better that Kawhi was gonna be better than LeBron. And I knew that was bullshit. I knew it was. They were trying to sell you a narrative that the Clippers are gonna be better than the Lakers and it's gonna be based on depth. But let me tell you something. The Lakers depth is better than the Clippers depth. And it's not for any scheme or anything when I'm saying this, though. What I'm saying is the Lakers have guys on their team who've done this before, who've been through it. And you cannot underestimate. And the Clippers only have a few of them. And I don't count Montrez Harrell. Counting Montrez, Montrez Harrell is overrated. He is not what people think he is. Montrez Harrell cannot win you games by himself. A star's job is to win you a game by themselves when when the rest of the team isn't 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 up to par on that particular night. And the Lakers have way more than that than the Clippers do. And it's not even close. Um, people make fun of um, Dwight Howard but are we making fun of him today? No. But look at him. So let me let me let me let me go through the Clippers and Lakers 
and I'm going to play a little game called Would You Rather, okay? And, I, and I'm sure, this is obvious, okay? Who would you rather have? Montrez Harrell or Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, it's not even close. Um, who would you rather have? Um, Landry Shamit or Danny Green? Danny Green is not it's not even close. Um, who would you rather have? LeBron James or Paul George? LeBron James. It's not it's not even close. This none none of this is you know. Who would you rather have? Jermichael Green or Alex Caruso? Alex Caruso makes way more of an impact in the game than Jermichael Green does. And it's just it's the truth. It's a true fact. Um Who'd you ever have? Um, Troy Daniels or Troy Daniels or that guy, the rookie from Minnesota, I can't remember the name of. It's not. It's not. And it's not even close. Like you would. You would do. The Laker roster is just a, a better roster. People are like. Well, the Laker. The Lakers lost to the Clippers in Game One. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter, because the Lakers. The Lakers weren't who they are now, obviously, and the Clippers have deteriorated big time. That there is no way to to better explain that. Then when you saw, then when you see the Clippers kill the Wizards and then they get absolutely blown out by the Bucks, there's a reason for that. They're just not in it. They're just not. That's not a team you can put out against a good team at this point in time. If they've beaten the they've beaten the Lakers, but that was Game One, and so I'm gonna get pushed back on Twitter. People are gonna say, "Well, you know, the Clippers did beat the Lakers." In an opening night, I understand that, but the Lakers are not who they are. Who are not the same Lakers we saw opening night. The Clippers are worse than what we saw opening night from them. So it's just that everything has shifted from from that night till today. I am recording this on December 9th. They have literally played. I was literally almost a, almost two and a half. That's going to be almost a, that's a month and a half ago now. Maybe even more. So that was the end. Of, that was the end of October. Right now, I'm in the middle of December. Okay. So by now, you should by now you should know what you have in the NBA. By now, you should know who's important, who's good, who's going to contend, and who's not. Okay. There's going to be some. There's going to be. There's going to be a few teams. It's going to be really hard to figure that out. It's going to be teams that we don't know how good they are yet. Like a Minnesota or Phoenix or Detroit, Brooklyn, you know, teams that are kind of on the inside looking in right now. And I know people might say, well, Brooklyn has a decent record. I understand that. 
but we have yet to see what they can offer on a consistent basis with Kawhi Leonard, with, with, with Kyrie Irving on with Kyrie Irving in the lineup. And that's a problem. And the Spurs don't look good right now, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be good later. This is a Spurs team that it's pretty obvious that this, that this is a Spurs team that we've talked about. I said, I think it was over the weekend at a party, I made the comment, you cannot underestimate Greg Popovich. You can, he's not done. He, you can't call, you can't say he's done because last year we said, what if this is last year? And he proved to us just how wrong we were. Because they made the playoffs and they had a roster that nobody thought was any good. And this roster isn't good either. But this is a team that makes you work for everything you have. And they their defense right now is terrible. Absolutely god-awful. They can't even play LaMarcus Aldridge right now. So they're probably going to have to trade him too. Um, we're going to talk about trade trade um, the trade season later, but I think that that's one of the guys that you'll see moved in no time. Because I just don't see, I just don't see it. Um, I just don't see, I just don't see it working out for Marcus Aldridge. I think, I think somebody out there who doesn't have much size in, on, in their lineups and their rotations is going to want to take a flyer on that. Somebody like a Sacramento King, someone who doesn't really have size in the paint, they could they could they could use that. They could they could definitely use that. Or someone or New Orleans. About Zion, they don't really and Derek Favors hasn't been very reliable health wise lately, so they are a place that, that's a place I could see LaMarcus Aldridge going to just because I don't think you can trust New Orleans in the paint at this point and and, and you and I don't and I think it'll be a while I don't think he, he, he's I don't think just if Zion comes back and I've heard he'll be back before Christmas before that big ESPN Christmas night game against the Nuggets I heard he'll be back I'm not I'm not don't know for sure but I heard from someone who would know, but there's a good chance he'd be back by then. But that doesn't really mean anything because um, Zion wouldn't isn't going to probably be in shape, and he probably isn't going to be. He's probably not going to be in shape, and he's probably not going to um, be. Um, he's probably we're not. You're probably not going to see much of him. They're probably going to take their time with him as well. And that is something that I think is going to happen because it kind of has to. You can't play somebody who hasn't played much. You're, they're going to be on. A, he's going to be on a minutes limit probably from the beginning anyway. So just, or just, or just if he's ready before, just if he's ready before um, Christmas, that doesn't mean on Christmas night you're going to see much of Zion at all. Like they might, they might play him, but they're not going to play him in any meaning. They're not going to give him any. They're not going to give him probably more than twenty minutes a game. That's usually what happens when somebody comes back. He's a rookie, so there are, it's all about it's all at that point going to be about preserving the body, uh, making it, 
it'll all be about preserving the body and uh, making it make making him um, someone who uh, making him making prolonging that career. That's what that's about at that stage of the game. You got to prolong the career, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, so I got on a tangent that I said I wouldn't get on yet, and um, yeah. And I had a tangent that I said I was not going to get on to, get on at all, and I did. Um, so this is something that is a major deal. So let's get back to the Clippers. That's a problem. They they just don't seem to be at full strength yet. They don't seem to be ready for what um, they need to accomplish. Um, they don't, and that's an issue. Um, if you're the Clippers, I think you had to expect you know, this to happen. Um, and it's a problem. So... I really feel like the Clippers are a team that is in need of um, some serious um, retooling of that roster um, because if Zubats isn't consistent enough, you need something. It, when Kawhi doesn't play, you have to have someone, and I just don't. I don't know. Like I, they don't, and they also don't seem to care about. Who they're playing when they load when they when they load manage him like and that's an issue too. They they don't seem to care about it. Just seems weird to me, you know. See, it seems rather weird to me that they're willing to they're willing to just not care, and it just looks so weird. You know, it's like, it's like, it's hard to understand what was going into their, what's going in, like, we're getting in their heads, you know? It's like, did they, I, I think that they made some deal with Kawhi when they signed him. Or in, or in, or in meetings or negotiation, or it was like, well, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna treat you the way they, we're gonna, we're gonna give you the same same loader management program they had you on in Toronto because they because the league still believes excuse me and the people around him still believe that that was a contributing factor to the Raptors winning that championship that is not true but it's a narrative it's like Fox News I swear to God they keep wanting to tell you that they keep wanting to brainwash people by telling people that um, Kawhi Leonard load management won the Raptors the championship and I say this every show I feel like I say this they it's more likely that the Warriors lost the championship than the Raptors won the championship that's just me so the Clippers signed Kawhi knowing exactly what they were going to get they knew exactly what was happening and, and, and there's no there's no shock to me, okay? Shouldn't be to them either. Because they knew exactly what they were gonna get. 
I don't want to hear it. Um, that is just something that I, something that has to happen. So, I'm going to be done for this episode. Um, thanks for wa- thanks for listening and they'll be they will they will be another episode this week.